Okay, this is episode 97 of An American Werewolf in New Jersey. I am the American Werewolf. Quick note, this podcast is available everywhere, basically, so if you catch an episode live or in replay, leave a comment. One word comment is fine, and it helps traffic. If you find this show on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else, give it a like, subscribe, or a follow if you think it's worthwhile. It's much appreciated. So I was scrolling through my Twitter last week and I saw this movie poster that caught my eye. The movie was called The Conspiracy. I'm posting the image now so you can see it. I did a quick scroll through the interwebs and saw that it's currently playing for free on Tubi. God bless Tubi, by the way. Anyway, I decided that night to punch it up on the old iPad and give it a whirl. What I saw in the first 20 minutes really grabbed me. It was getting late, though, so I decided to turn in and finish it when it had my full attention. I had some scheduling issues for the movies I was going to cover this week, so I decided before I hit the hay that one of the movies I would use to fill the gap was going to be The Conspiracy. Now, if you ask anyone that knows me, you'll find that I'm a huge fan of the found footage genre. Hell, the third movie I ever covered on this show was The Blair Witch Project, maybe the best of all found footage movies. If it's found footage, chances are I'm going to give it a shot. Let's get it going with this movie then, shall we? The story kicks off with two small-time filmmakers, Aaron and Jim, and they're making a documentary about this guy, Terrence G. Terrence is a local conspiracy theorist, and he sort of fits the bill of what you might think a conspiracy theorist looks like. He's shaggy, overweight tad on the isolated side, and he spends his days either connecting the dots of the endless supply of newspaper clippings that wallpaper his apartment, or he's standing in the streets in front of large corporate offices shouting through his megaphone that he's onto their shit. The point that I found interesting right away was that they weren't making the film about the theories, but about the theorist himself. They wanted to know what made a guy like Terrence tick. Terrence comes off right away as a little unbalanced, but also has a great sense of self-awareness, telling the guys at one point, you don't want to be me. He's aware of what a lonely life he leads, and that most of his contact with humanity outside of Aaron and Jim basically comes from the internet, where he comes into contact with other conspiracy theorists who support him and his ideas. Outside of that, he's basically on his own. That's the exposition laid out in the first 15 minutes. That was a really good sign for me. Where things start to pick up is when you find out that suddenly Terrence has disappeared and hasn't been heard from in four weeks. When Aaron and Jim finally get into his apartment, they find that it's been emptied. All of his newspaper clippings are gone and there's no sign of him. This leads back to the idea that's established earlier in the movie that the internet is a double-edged sword. Sure, there's tons of information out there, more than ever before, and it's far easier to connect with people, but there's also the foregone conclusion that everything you type into that machine is being monitored and collected. It's just a matter of someone wanting to go through your shit. From here, Aaron starts to pick up where Terrence left off. He takes the few remaining clippings that survived the ransacking and assembles them to see what he can sort out. He determines that what Terrence has figured out is that before any number of major world events, World War I, the Gulf of Tonkin that kicked off the Vietnam War in America, 9-11 for example, there was a meeting of major world players who were all members of the Tarsus Club. 
to Aaron's thinking. The Tarsus Club consists of the globalist overlords of everything, controlling major world events, but still remaining in the shadows. It's a much creepier version of the X-Files, where the mythology constantly referred to the secret government. They even managed to track down the one reporter who penned an article about them and pumps them for information after he tracks them down online and asks them to stop looking for him and posting shit about Tarsus on the internet. He tells them that the Tarsus Club's agenda is simply a new world order, a one world government that's basically broken down along continental lines. While they're trying to sort through all of this information, a lot of other shit starts to happen. Aaron's apartment is broken into and ransacked. A small amount of cash is taken, but it's not a far leap to assume that someone was looking to see what he had put together. At the same time, he notices a man following him. Quite possibly the same man Terrence thought was following him earlier in the movie before he disappeared. I should say that it's obvious that these two guys are clearly in over their heads. They're not Woodward and Bernstein, two guys working for a major American newspaper that can protect them. They're just two guys who own some cameras and recording equipment, and not your two of us student filmmakers. What the fuck? You can clearly see that the noose is starting to tighten around their necks, and they should just quit. However, I suppose it's reasonable to say that they feel some loyalty to Terrence, who never really hurt anyone and only wanted to tell the truth. Hardly a sin, so they keep on going. With the help of this sketchy contact they've made, they find out that there's actually an upcoming Tarsus Club meeting. You can see where this is going, and it's plain as your face that this has no chance in hell of succeeding, but they decide they're going to infiltrate the meeting. I was really struggling with my suspension of disbelief here because, for one thing, these guys are as low-rent as it gets. They think their off-the-rack suits won't stick out like a sore thumb at these things. Not to mention that they won't even know a single person there. They're actually using little hidden cameras they brought from a pawn shop. For fuck's sake, man, are you serious? This is obviously going to fail. The audience knows it's going to fail. And I can't believe the characters don't know. That's where the movie surprised me. The plan obviously falls apart but not in the way I saw it happening. The two fuckwits have tapped into something far, far, far beyond their control. You can see it coming a mile away. It's preposterous. But when it finally happens, you find yourself glued to the screen and actually hoping that it just might roll the other way. When it doesn't, it happens in a way that's worse and for a reason you probably never thought of. At the same time, it's understandable, simple, and rather well-written. The reason they fail is one of the oldest stories in the world. I think part of what makes you appreciate the inevitable failure is the use of the cheap pawn shop micro cameras. That the last 15 minutes of the movie is essentially an exercise in tunnel vision adds more suspense than you would have gotten otherwise. It reminds me of another found footage movie where a camera was attached to an oscillating fan or something like that. And even the end of Wreck, where the narrow point of view created by the camera only lets you see bits and pieces of the action. This movie is far less ambitious than any of those, but in its own way, quite successful. The Conspiracy is available for free on Tubi right now. Catch it while it's there. This is a movie that deserves a lot more views and praise.